0: Good afternoon everybody. Welcome to another Slab Stocks podcast. I am your host Nate, and I am here to talk to you today about 2019 Bowman draft. As many of you know, as of this recording, it's Monday the 2nd. That Bowman draft will be coming out in 2 days on Wednesday the 4th. It's a very exciting time of year for every single prospect collector out there. It's the first time that many of us can get first prospect autos and first prospect cards um, of all of these players. So that's always been exciting. Uh, Many of you will know that Wednesday is also the release of Prism Basketball. So there's going to be a ton of purchases on Wednesday. A very exciting time of year. Christmas time coming up. People are going to be buying boxes for their loved ones. Buying boxes for themselves. Um, So big day. Big, big day. So we're going to be talking about The boxes themselves, um, what you can expect to find in them today, and then uh, we are going to go over the checklist. I'm not going to be able to cover everyone because there's 82 guys, or 81 guys, sorry, in this checklist compared to 62 last year, and then there's also a bunch of variations of autos. So we'll get to a lot that I like, Um, not every single one. You know this list will be changing. We'll cover more as we get through the podcast. La- uh, subsequent podcast later. This won't be the only one covering draft or baseball until the new year. We'll get more podcasts in there. Looking to start a weekly baseball podcast for you guys that are really into baseball. But for right now, we will be covering 2019 Bowman draft. So let's get into the boxes. The box configurations are exactly the same as last year. You've got. Uh, base autos, and then you've got your parallels number to 499, purple to 250, blue to 150, blue wave to 150, green to 99, sparkle to 71. You'll be reminded that sparkle or speckle, whatever you want to call it, was out of 299 in Bowman baseball and 71 in Bowman draft last year. Well, they changed it back to 71 for this year. Um, so that's nice to see that they're keeping it consistent. Gold refractor out of 50, gold wave out of 50 red out of five, red wave out of five, and then you've got three ones you've got your super out of one, your black wave out of one, and your printing plate out of one. So a lot of cards and a lot of subjects. And then along with your first prospect autos, you have a bunch of inserts. And so we're looking here, and you have image variations to start out of ninety nine. And there, that is a good 12 players strong. And then after that, you've got Bowman 30th Anniversary Autos. Those are numbered to 99, orange out of 25, red out of 5, and a Super Refractor. And that is 10 players. You've got Bowman Scouts Draft Picks Autos. Those are also numbered to 99. And then the parallels are out of 5 and out of 1. That is 9 players strong. You've got class of 2019 auto inserts. Those are numbered to 250. And then you have parallels of 50, 5, and 1. And that is a bunch of guys. I'm not going to count it out right now because that would take too long and make bad podcasting. And then you have draft night autos out of 99. And then the parallels are out of 50, 25, 5, and 1. And that's only three guys strong. you got Brett Beatty, Brendan Malone, and Daniel Espino. Um, usually draft night are the guys that show up to the draft I did not get to see watch the draft this year so I didn't realize that if there's only three guys that showed up it's kind of interesting and then franchise features autos are the last one you've got out of 99, 50, 25, 5, and 1 uh, a decent number of guys there some interesting names Riley Green, Cody Hose, J.J. Gross, J.J. Bladé. CJ Abrams. So, you know, some interesting names there. But all in all, ton of autos this year. 81 first prospect autos. And then one, two, three, four, five. Five insert autos, and then a variation auto checklist. So so many autos. So many autos you can get. And it only the boxes only come in two variations. You got jumbo with three autos and super jumbo with five. The jumbos right now are going for two sixty on blowout cards, and the super jumbos are going for three thirty five on blowout cards. Also, um, how I feel about the prices, I don't really know. There is a large increase of prospects for starters. A thirty one percent increase in first autos this year than last year which decreases your chance of getting somebody good and then there's five different variation sets and then also image variation autos Um, you can obviously get good players in those uh, sets you know Adley Rushman has an image variation auto so that gives you 99 more chances to get an Adley Rushman which is big Um, but there's also guys that you do not want right So what I would do as of right now, I wouldn't spend $335 on a super jumbo. Let the breakers break them, buy into a break or wait for breakers to break them and then buy your singles, but don't buy your singles right away wait three weeks, wait till Christmas, New Year's, and then start looking. Wait for the product to get out, the newness to wear off and then uh, buy away. And bye, bye, bye. And so, with that, we will be getting into our prospect checklist review. Um, some big names in here this year. Really kind of top heavy, batter wise. Uh, there's some good pitching prospects in there, uh, a lot of high school pitchers and the ilk. So, looking forward to reviewing this checklist. Obviously, again, I can't cover everyone. I know some of you are going to be looking for certain names, and I just can't i can't cover them all. So I've got certain guys that I'm looking at right now. Some are more exciting than others. Some are because of the team they play for. You know, if he's a pitcher and he got drafted by the Rays, I'm excited. If he is a player and he's drafted by the Dodgers at all, I'm excited. Um, from there, it goes down. So... We're going to jump into this checklist, and I am very excited to be sharing this with you. If you are serious about making money, I know we have a lot of new guys on, uh, new followers on Instagram. If you've come here from Instagram and are listening to this podcast, you know, if you're serious about making money, baseball is the thing to buy right now. A lot of you have joined because we're talking basketball a lot, and we've diverted from our regularly broadcasted basketball and football podcast to bring you a baseball one, I know. It's kind of odd, but with the checklist coming out, it's good time to talk about it. Um, but if you're serious about making money in this hobby, and you want to do it right, baseball is the thing to buy right now, uh, and then sell in the summer, and then you buy basketball and football in the summer, and you sell in the winter. And you just keep following that pro- process, and you will constantly do well, as long as you buy the right guys. So with that, we will get into our checklist review. Uh, But before that, a brief word from our sponsors. Oh, we don't have any sponsors. So, if you would like to sponsor this podcast, by all means, you can hit us up. We'd love to throw in an ad for you or anything. But if nobody comes forward, I'm just going to constantly do a uh, free shout-out, so to speak. A free little, uh, you know, unpaid-for Shout out to one of our followers. So starting off, we're gonna shout out our big, our good buddy Trees Collectibles. Trees Collectibles on Instagram is number one. A great guy, <clears throat> with a great family. Uh, got to got to know him quite well. But he also does a lot of hockey breaks. And if you are a big hockey fan, he runs a lot of hockey breaks. Has good prices on them. Isn't trying to make a ton of money off of you. Uh, And it's an enjoyable watch, too. He does a pretty good job at breaking and conversing with you and all that jazz. So Trees Collectibles, wonderful guy, wonderful hockey breaker. If you're into hockey, uh, go check him out. And uh, that's an unofficial word from our sponsor, Trees Collectibles, who is not our sponsor, but we love him. So give him a follow. All right, with that, let's get into our main section. All right, so there's a lot to get through here on this Bowman draft checklist. Um, I'm going to start with hitters and then move to pitchers. Um, I won't be conjoining them because I know a lot of you like hitters but don't do pitching. And a lot of you like pitchers but don't do and will do hitting. So make it easier for you. If you want, you know, you can just listen to the hitters section and cut out early. Um, or you, if you're looking specifically for pitchers, you can go to the end of this podcast and find them there. So it should be easy for you that way. Um, We're not covering every hitter in the draft, and in fact, we're not covering many hitters outside the first round. A lot of people like first-round talents. I'm no different. Um, We'll get to other rounds later on in the year. For right now, we're mostly looking at first-round hitters. So with that, let's jump in. Uh, First off, we're going to cover Adley Rutschman. Obviously, many of you know he was the number one overall pick in the draft, and not only that... But he is also a top 10 prospect already by almost every major publication. Fangraphs has him sixth. From first overall pick to sixth overall prospect in the span of a few months. From there, he went to A-ball and did not have a great showing. Only 12 games, very small sample size. He played the entire college season. Still ran a 13% K-rate, only a 19.1%—I mean, a 13% walk rate, only a 19% K-rate— which is still nice to see, but he only hit 154, 261, 333 in 12 games. Um, not much can be taken from these stats. He's played a full season of college baseball and is following it up with an extra 37 games of minor league baseball at the end of the season. That's a lot to ask for a bunch of college kids. Uh, they don't get that many games in uh, at any point during previously in their life, so uh, we will forgive that. I am very excited about Allie Rutschman. I'm not as excited about him being on the Orioles, that's for sure, but uh, he is the top player for a reason. He's spectacular. He's got power. He's got hit tool. He's got really good fielding out of the catching uh, position. Uh, He's the real package. Hopefully, he doesn't become Matt Wieters because we've been here before with the real package and the Orioles and catching. So, moving on, not much to say about Adley Rushman besides the fact that he's amazing. You all know that. So, we will move on from him. Number two, um, and a quick side note here, uh, there is no Bobby Witt Jr. Um, he did not sign autographs for this, so don't be looking for him. Likewise, there was no Matthew Allen, which I was a little disappointed about. You'll remember the Mets drafted Brett Beatty and Josh Wolf, and... Uh, Matthew Allen with their first three picks and then basically punted on the rest of the draft. Well, no Matthew Allen, which is disappointing because he was projected to be a like top 20 pick. Uh, no auto for him. No auto for Bobby Witt Jr. So don't be looking for those guys. I know a lot of people were probably expecting to get some steals on Matthew Allen because there's a decent number of people out there that probably just look at first-rounders and don't even pay attention to third-round draft picks and won't look into uh, buying Matthew Allen ever because he's a third round pick and they disregard the fact that he got a three million dollar signing bonus so with that we will move on to Andrew Vaughn who was the third overall pick in the draft Andrew Vaughn is just a hitter, plain and simple he's a first baseman with no speed not even a really good first baseman but the man has a bat we're talking a 65 hit tool by Fangraphs 60 game power 65 for raw power Um, that's about as good as you're going to get out of the draft he doesn't have really any room to grow he's already at 21 uh going to be 22 by uh by the time next season starts april april birthday april 3rd so we're looking at a 22 year old by the time next season starts that's kind of physically maxed out he's six foot 214 pounds that's pretty big frame for a six foot guy um but he's got an unbelievable bat. So if you believe in the bat, and you're hoping that people don't uh, aren't buying into you know first baseman DH right away, you can buy into him. I, you know Aaron and I do not love first baseman's DHs. Um, obviously, Pete Alonzo's kind of changing the game. So there's definitely money to be made. We don't love him. Um, but there are people that do love him, and there are people that would pay for him. So... With that being said, Andrew Vaughn, huge bat, huge huge bat, no defense, great eye at the plate. He ran a 12.7% K rate. Ah, sorry, walk rate in High A. Ran a 13.6 walk rate in A ball. Played a combined or eh, games don't really matter. Had a combined 100 and or 229 plate appearances. Had really high K rates, low averages, hitting the 250s with uh, almost 100 points better uh, on-base percentage. Low slugging percentage, shockingly. Ran a 410 slugging and a 411 slugging in his two stops last year, but was better than league average, 138 WRC plus in A, and a 122 WRC plus in A plus. So had a great year, has a great eye, has a ton of power, makes contact, doesn't strike out a ton. Um, he's basically like Nick Madrigal, but with no speed, no defense, and a lot of power so it's not like Nick Magical at all but they both make a lot of contact so with that we will move on to JJ blade I'm kind of remiss to put a Marlin in here you know how the Marlins are they're the Marlins but JJ Bladé is really nice everything about him except for his speed is above average he's got a Fangrass has given him a 55 hit tool 60 game power which is rare because he's got 60 raw power. You don't see a guy with the same game power and raw power projection, um, usually because of swing mechanics and that ilk. So if they're projecting that, he's got to have pretty nice swing mechanics. I personally have not seen him swing. Uh, Can't wait to see that uh, later on. And then also, along with no real speed, but he's got a 60 potential field and a 60 throw already, which means he's going to be your prototypical really good right fielder. With good power, decent averages, um, decent on base percentages. And last year, the Marlins challenged him. They put him right into high A, and he produced uh, somewhat. He had a 7.3 walk rate and a 19.2 K rate, which is really nice to see. A little bit low of a Bay Bip at 306, a 257 average, 311 on base, and a 376 slugging. Not bad. He played in the Florida State League, which is notoriously hard for hitting. So you uh, got to take these stats with a grain of salt. Only 38 games. So I wouldn't read too much into it. Just know that he showed a nice eye at the plate. He's got good power. He's got good defense. He looks like the real deal right fielder. Next on the list, you got Riley Green. Riley Green was the fifth overall pick by the Tigers. He was by far probably the best high school bat in the uh, draft and the Tigers popped him fifth because of it. He's a lefty, 6'3", 200 pounds, outfielder. Uh, again, going to be a corner outfielder, probably not you know, center field or anything, left or right. Um, played center field last year for most of his games, but I don't think he sticks there. But that's okay because he's got a future 60 hit tool and uh, 60 raw power, 55 uh, game power. Obviously, this can change. Um, He's only 19, which is the big thing with some of these guys is that these projections are always you know, a little low. If you love the guy, you love the guy. They wouldn't have projected Christian Yelich to have like 70 game power, and yet here he is with 70 game power. They probably projected him to have like 45, 40-45. So these projections can always change. Obviously, Riley Green was a very nice player coming out of the draft. He had good walk rates in rookie ball and low A, they pushed him a little bit to high A, and his walk rate fell, but his strikeout rate also fell. Uh, he had a 25% K rate in low A and a 25 a 4% K rate in A ball, but his walk rate dropped by almost 6%. I'm not too worried about it. They pushed him. He performed admirably in low A as an 18-year-old, mind you, and now in A ball. He struggled, but that's okay. We're very excited about Riley Green. You should be, too. He's got some nice stuff. We'll get into more on these guys. This is just a brief overview. If you're like, man, these are very short, uh, we'll get into these guys more later. This is just a brief overview of guys that I'm kind of looking at right now. You can kind of be looking at them, too, type of thing. Keep them in mind. And then later on, we'll get more information on them as they as news comes out about them over the winter their off-season workouts, any swing changes they might have had, um, quotes from coaches, and then spring training and stuff will get will get even more important information on them. And uh, we'll be in full gear then. But right now, just keep in mind these names. Some of these are going to be very high-priced coming out of the gate. Riley Green, I imagine, is going to be very high-priced. as the first high schooler off the uh, docket that has an auto. Shout-out Bobby Witt Jr., so excited about him and uh next on our list is cj abrams drafted sixth he's exactly like xavier edwards who the padres drafted the year before speed contact some fielding ability is listed at shortstop right now probably not going to stick probably moves to the outfield so second base outfielder but unbelievable power unbelievable hitting tool uh uh, unbelievable power, sorry. Unbelievable speed, unbelievable hit tool. So very excited about him. Abrams had a pretty good year in rookie ball. He hit three, 401, 442, 662 for a 189 WRC+. Ran a 425 babit which is extremely, extremely high. Um, only a 6.4 walk rate, which is okay. But only a 9% K rate, which is unbelievable. So CJ Abrams is a guy that I am very very excited about his hit and power is unbelievable if he can get to a little bit more of his or sorry i said it again his hit and speed is unbelievable if he can get to a little bit more of his power he's a 6 185 pounds if he can add some weight get to a little bit of that power maybe sacrifice a little speed but still be well above average they give him an 80 speed on the 20 to 80 scale uh he could be an absolute star absolute star so I'm very excited about CJ Abrams I don't know what his prices are going to be out of the gate uh, but he's definitely a guy to look at uh, next on the list is Josh Jung who is a third base prospect drafted eighth overall by the Rangers um, college guy a lot of our guys are uh, you know young well CJ Abrams and Riley Green were young Rutchman and Vaughn and JJ Blade are college guys Josh Jung's no different college guy. He's 21, and he's more of a some of the parts than uh, individual parts or however that saying goes. You know, nothing's too spectacular. He's a 50-game power third baseman, 55-hit, 50-field, 55-throw. So nothing too spectacular about him. Uh, While that's kind of disappointing, especially out of a third baseman, you want a little bit more power than that, he is the type of guy that might just be steady steadily climb. You know, you're probably not looking at 100% uh, profit. You pay 20 bucks, you get 40 bucks out. But maybe he gains like 20% this year. 15%. You know, maybe a little bit of a safer play than other guys on this list. Like Riley Green, not super safe. Josh Jung, probably pretty safe. Um, <clears throat> along with that, he had a very good year in A-ball. They had 40 games on him. 179 plate appearances. He ran a 9% walk rate, only a 16% K rate, uh, and was 21% better than league average. So, pretty nice showing from him. Nothing too spectacular about him. Probably more of a slow mover and a steady safe pick than some of the other guys on this list. Uh, The kid I'm probably most excited about in this draft is next, and that's Brett Beatty of the Mets. Uh, He was the first of three good draft picks that they had that they spent all their money on and then uh, just threw away the rest of the draft so that they could draft these guys Uh, he was 12th overall pick he was the arguably the best or second best high school bat depending on how you think of Riley Green but he's old for his age he's already 20 years old 20 and 19 days was born on 11-13 1999 so he's old for a high school player um, that has some to do with his drop. You know, if you're old for your age playing, if you're 19 playing 18 year olds in high school, people are going to tend to look down on you. I think that should be helpful with prices. Could be wrong here. Um, prices might be high, but uh, a 55 hit, 60 power, um, third baseman out of the out of New York is always nice to see. Uh, he's 6'3", 210 pounds. Could add a, a little bit of weight on there. Uh, add add a little bit more power, um, but he's got a great bat. He had a great eye at the plate in his brief time in the minors. Had 186 plate appearances in rookie ball, ran a 13 percent K rate or walk rate, but a 30 percent K rate. But then as he moved up the ladder, granted was only nine games, that K rate dropped and that walk rate rose, which is ridiculous. Uh, had a 20 percent K rate and. 25 plate appearances and that in higher rookie level and then a 35.3% walk rate in 17 plate appearances in uh low A. So, uh great eye, great power, a little old for his age. Um will be interesting to see what happens there, but I I am very excited about him if prices stay low because of his age. If not, there's other guys I like. Like the next guy, Corbin Carroll, 16th overall pick by the Diamondbacks, is only 19 years old, will be 19 for most of the year next year. He's left-handed. He's only 5'10", 165 pounds. Um, So there's definitely some weight to be added there, but probably not too much as he is only 5'10", again. Uh, But Fangraphs gave him a 60-hit tool, 50-power, 70-speed, 60-field, 55-throw, So the the speed hit is a very nice combo. If he can get to even average power, um, playing in Arizona and playing a lot of games in Colorado should make him a very nice player. I'm quite excited about him. He had a very good year uh, in low A. He played 11 games, 49 plate appearances, had a 10.2% walk rate, a 25% K rate if we're rounding up. 326 average, 408 on base, and a 581 slugging. Uh, 75% better than the league average there. For a high schooler to show that, who was 18 at the time, um, very excited. It'll be nice to see him in a full year in A ball and see what goes on there. But Corbin Carroll is definitely a name to keep track of. Uh, not a ton of power potential, but everything else is so nice. If he can just gain a little power potential, he uh, could be a huge, huge prospect. Next one is Cavoco, or Cavaco, shortstop prospect for the Twins. Was drafted 13th overall. Huge power potential for him. Did not perform well in rookie ball. Had 92 plate appearances, 4.3% walk rate, and a 38% K rate. That is alarming. 38% K rate is unbelievable, especially for a kid playing in rookie ball. Uh, that's not what you like to see hopefully because of that his prices are low um, anytime you can get a shortstop with power production if you can get him cheap enough you buy in because it doesn't you know it, it's it sells and it sells uh, really really well so Cavaco I am very interested in we'll try to keep these a little shorter uh, from here on out to get this podcast wrapped up but huge K rates uh, so power shortstop two interesting things. Uh, Not much else to be said about him. Can't really gain a ton from his rookie ball stats. He's still only 18. He's 18 in six months. He was 18. uh, He's barely 18 when he was drafting. He's barely 18 when he's playing. So excited there. Uh, Next on the list is the 25th overall pick, Cody Hose. He's not a super exciting player. 50 hit, 55 game power, 40 speed, 50 field, 50 throw. You're probably like, why did you talk about him? Uh, because he is a college draftee by the Dodgers. Plays third base, 6'4", 200 pounds. There's some room to put weight on for his frame. And he's drafted by the Dodgers. Anytime you get drafted by the Dodgers, I'm expecting you to outperform what people are expecting. Uh, and Cody Hose is no different. Would I put a ton of money on it for him to out- outperform? No. But if he comes out and he's like a $10 base auto, I might buy a couple. Uh and uh, just take a gamble. It's a little bit more of a gamble than normal, but he put up some good stats last year, ran a nice walk rate, ran a very nice K rate uh, last season. Again, he was old for the level. He was only playing in A ball, and he was already uh, 21 years old, going to be 22. Um, or was 22 probably for most of the year. So that being said, Cody Hose Interesting because he was drafted by the Dodgers, not really any standout tool, but again, Dodgers. And then lastly, I just threw in a Matthew Lugo from the Red Sox, his shortstop prospect 6'1, 185 pounds, was 18 the whole year, gonna be 18 through like the first month of next year, 55 hit, 45 future power, 55 speed, 50 field, 55 throw on fangraphs here why am i bringing him up you're probably asking because he is so young so young uh, red sox really have no talent in their minor league system to distract from him Uh, so he should be he should be one of the hot names Um, a big organization like the red sox will get uh, players like that publicity um, which is always your friend when you're looking to invest and so i'm looking at matthew lugo Nothing really can be taken from his stats right now. He did he performed admirably uh, in rookie ball, 100 WRC+, which is exactly league average, um, and he was barely 18. So looking at him, don't really have anything on him, just trying to get you some names to look at that could be future uh, investment stars, I guess you would say. So there's our... Uh, hitters I know we didn't go very in-depth on any of them I'm just trying to get some names in front of you guys that you can also look into yourselves uh look for some anything you can find that's noteworthy noteworthy maybe go on google look for news on them there's always little tidbits from high school coaches and stuff and scouts and various websites on these guys that you can gain all this knowledge that I can't always give you because that's way too much to put in podcast form um So with that, we are done covering our hitters. There was a list of like 12 guys that are somewhat interesting, uh, either based on age or based on team or based on position, based on what people thought of coming out of the draft. Some of them underperformed. Some of them overperformed. Corbin Carroll performed really, really well. Uh, So keep those names in mind, and we will jump into the pitchers right now. Um, Pitchers... There wasn't a ton of high-end pitchers. There was a couple high-end college pitchers, but I'm not going to cover those guys today. They're not overly exciting. It wasn't the strength of this draft. The strength up front was high-end bats, and then there was a number of high school pitchers later on that looked decent that we will cover today. So number one was Daniel Espino. He was 24th pick by the Indians. Uh, Many of you will know Daniel Espino from... Uh, pre, uh, prior to the draft, is one of those guys that was at one point projected to potentially go 1-1. Um, he obviously did not. He dropped to 24th. But he's got a nasty fastball. He's got a nasty slider. Both are plus pitches. His command right now is just average, um, and he's got uh, potentially above-average curveball in the future. I don't love a guy that has a fastball and two Breaking balls, I want him to have an off-speed pitch to uh, combat both sides of the plate. Um, He doesn't have that right now. We'd like his changeup to get better. But uh, for right now, I will take an 18-year-old who will be 19 by the start of next season, but is 18 right now, who has already uh, two-plus pitches as of right now. Like This isn't even projected future. Right now, he's got a 65 fastball and a 55 slider, Um, and then an average curve on top of that. So if he can up his command and up his off-speed, could be huge things for Daniel Espino. you got to remember he's on the Indians. The Indians have had a million good pitchers uh, in the previous couple of years. Um, and they're a great pitching farm system, and uh, I expect big things out of Daniel Espino uh, going forward. He also had a pretty good year in rookie ball through 13 innings. 10.54K rate per nine. Uh, had a 198 ERA. Walked a few guys. Walk rate's a little alarming in the early going, so hopefully he can cut down on that while keeping up his strikeouts. Uh, but super excited. And number two on our list is Brendan Malone. He was a first-round pick by the Arizona Diamondbacks. He's also 19. He'll be 19 for almost the entire season, if not the entire season next year. He, too... Has a projected plus fastball next year, or plus fastball in the future, but is above average right now, A above average slider, an above average curve. And he actually is projected to have a average changeup, which is nice. Um, so his high-end stuff is not as good as Daniel Espino's, but he's projected to have uh, a better changeup, which is very important. I cannot stress this enough how important it is to have both a good change-up and a good off, or breaking ball if you want to compete with both left-handers and right-handers if you're right-handed or left-handed. Um, you need both because, uh, you know, breaking balls and change-ups, uh, depending on which way they dart, your your handedness are good for moving away from the barrel of the back. Um, Brendan Malone didn't have a great showing in rookie ball, ran a – only threw seven innings, ran a point one four ERA, had a ton of walks. Uh, it was five walks in seven innings. Not what you love to see, but sometimes, you, A, you can't take stats from rookie ball, and B, just sometimes trust the scouts. Uh, the scouts love him. He's 6'4", 205 pounds, so he's got some room to add weight, uh, become a workhorse type guy uh, with uh, nice stuff. So, Brennan Malone, very interesting pitching prospect for those of you that like pitchers. Dimebacks, I don't love as a organization to develop pitchers, but we're okay. Going from a Dimebacks team that I don't love for developing pitchers to the Tampa Bay Rays, who I would literally buy any pitcher the Tampa Bay Rays ever draft. And J.J. Goss, or Goss, G-O-S-S, is no different. He's... 18-year-old, drafted in 36th overall in the second round, uh, 6'3", 185 pounds, so he's got room to add weight, and while his stuff is not spectacular, he's projected to have a 55 fastball, 60 slider, 55 curve, 50 changeup, 50 command, it's almost exactly like Brennan Malone, um, with the difference being that Malone has a 60 fastball and a 55 slider, and Goss has a 55 fastball and a 60 slider. The big difference is that he gets the pitch with the Rays, and the Rays are unbelievable. If there was one guy that I'd want to buy in this entire list, it would be J.J. Goss. I will trust the Rays uh, with any pitching prospect they get their hands on. They are unbelievable at it. Next on the list, we got Josh Wolf. I wanted to do Matthew Allen. I'll settle for Josh Wolf. He was the second-round pick by the Mets. He's not spectacular by any means. He's... 55 fastball, 55 curve, 50 change, 50 command, 40 future value. The nice thing about young pitchers like this is that they only need to do well against A ball hitters and get called up to Double A and their stats and their prices go up. You know, you can spend 5-6 dollars on a base auto for him and he gets called up to Double A, does decently well, gets called up to Double A and all of a sudden it's a you know, 10-15 dollar auto or even low A gets called up to a ball 10 15 dollar auto it gets called up to double a and it can go even higher um so while there's nothing spectacular about them it's always good to keep track of these pitchers and if you think they have enough to compete against a ball guys then buy up and sell before they have to start pitching against double a players especially if they are going to be pitching in like a florida state league or a carolina league where the Pitchers always overproduce again um, compared to the hitters. Next on the list is John Do- Axis? Docxas, Axis? Doxasis. I'm not actually 100% how to say his name. It's D O X A K I S. He's another Ray. He's a college pitcher, uh, drafted 61st overall. He also. Not spectacular. 50 fastball, 55 slider, 50 changeup, 50 command. I don't expect much of him in the future. He is 6'4, 215 pounds. I'm only looking at him because I think that he could, he should beat up on a ball pitch on a ball hitters, and prices should increase a little bit. These are not these are not going to be guys that are going to double in price. They are going to be guys that go up like 15, 20 percent. If you want to be a little safer, put your money in, get your 15%, take your money out. Um, anytime a guy can go up and double in price, there's always a lot more risk. And then my last pitcher for the day is Antonio Kelly. He was a Brewers second second round pick, 65th overall. He's not spectacular by any means, but he screams potentially 6'6", 205 pounds. He's a lefty. He's got a 65 future fastball, which is really good. We're thinking, we're thinking upper upper 90s here, 98 type of type of range, with an above average slider uh, in the future at 55. Command is poor, changeup is poor, but 65 fastball, 55 slider. You get to face against A-ball players. He's only 19. He played in JUCO last year. If you can face A-ball players and get him out and sell before he gets called up to Double A, that'd be huge. If not, you know, he's probably a future uh, relief ace. think, you know, n- not Josh Hader, but uh, something that could be similar to Josh Hader, especially if his stuff plays up in relief. Um, so that's the last guy I wanted to talk about. He's, he just screams potential. He's huge. He's six six. He's 205. He can add on weight. If he gets into, like, that 230 range, um, fastball should play up a little bit uh, with the added weight. If he can gain a little bit more command, he could be a huge, huge potential piece. As for right now, he's a definite project. Um, I would only buy if he's super cheap. We're talking a couple bucks a base auto here. Nothing more than that because it could be years until he uh, puts on a good performance, at which point you'll be sitting on uh, cards of his for years, and you might be tempted to sell. Um, So you have to have patience with him, but... Of all the guys on this list, he definitely probably has the most potential if the Brewers can get it out of him. I don't really trust him, the Brewers, and I'm a Brewers fan myself, but uh, there is there is some nice, nice tools there and size. So with that, that wraps up our 2019 Bowman Draft podcast. Uh, obviously a ton of names here for you to digest and not a ton of in-depth stuff here. I'm just trying to get names in front of you, so you can do some research on your own. Maybe look at guys that I'm looking at. If you want more of this coverage, um, or guys that I'm specifically looking at, we send out eBay links every single day. It's a good way for you to learn who I'm keening in on. Uh, I send out Aaron and I send out the links. I cover baseball. Um, there's not a ton of baseball right now because not a ton of people are selling on auctions, but if you want you can shoot us a message sign up for that we will send you out emails and it's a great way to learn as you're learning the hobby especially if you're new Um, then you don't know what you're doing or you're a football basketball guy but you want to get into baseball because it is a very good way to uh, make a little bit of extra money uh, especially during the summer join our eBay links list you'll slowly learn who I'm looking at and you'll be able to kind of gain information that way so with that I would uh, I thank you all for listening to this podcast. It's a little bit drier than normal. Uh, whenever you do a one-person podcast, it's always going to be a little dry. A lot of stats that came your way. A lot of names. So I thank you if you've gotten this far for listening. And uh, I hope you uh, all, if you have any questions about players, you can DM me at SlabstocksNate. I'd be happy to take my time to answer any questions you guys have. Um, there's going to be a lot of players that we didn't look at. You know, your Anthony or however you say his last name from the Yankees and guys like that, that people are going to be like, oh, why did not you talk about him? Um, So I'd be happy to answer any questions you guys got about that. And uh, I hope you all enjoy a couple days from now when Bowman Draft comes out.